I'm Audra. And I'm Sadie. And we are former English Lit majors and sisters who miss reading and discussing literature with fellow Lit nerds. And we created this podcast to discuss literature fueled by libations. So pick your poison and join us each week to discuss all the queries and views unearthed in great books. And support your local bookstore. Welcome, everybody, to our final episode of Lit and Libation for the year. Like, wow. that's crazy. I it can't believe crazy. we're already almost at the end of the year. Hopefully, 2022 is is a good year for us yeah. all, and we don't repeat some of the same things that we've already been experiencing. And we can oh my gosh, yeah, move into some fresh territory. That would be nice. Yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah. Christmas 2022 will be in better shape. COVID wise. I yes. hope everybody's sa- staying really safe. I know I've yes, had some friends I've... who have made it this far without catching COVID and they just recently caught it and I just, I feel bad. I hope everyone's doing okay. Yeah. Ditto. So everyone stay safe. Please get vaccinated. If you have not already mm-hmm. get your boosters, wear your masks. Yep. Let's, let's not make 2022 a repeat, please. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so this is just kind of a little year wrap up. Uh, we're going to Sadie's going to kind of update everybody on a, what are we calling it? Like a, not uh, a contest, a, a end giveaway. Of year giveaway. Yeah. End of your giveaway that we've got together. Um, she'll let you know what our next book that we'll be reading in 2022 will be. So mm-hmm. when we come back after holidays, um, and then we're going to talk about movie power of the dog. We both watched that on Netflix. Hopefully all of you had a chance to watch it. It's great. Um, mm-hmm. kind of wrap up some of our top favorites, maybe anything that we didn't like, um, and just kind of generally shoot the shit. So that's kind of, that's kind of the plan. Sadie's moved into a new house. They bought a house yeah. and are moving and work and all of us, the holidays, it's, it's been a little crazy. So it's instead of stressing ourselves out and stressing you out with having to read another book, we're just going to take it easy and just enjoy yeah. each other, which I appreciate. And I also appreciate it because this episode is coming out slightly later than we planned, but yes. it's only because Audra is super flexible and it's wonderful. Uh, it's both of us are are a little crazy busy and it's just yeah. been hard. And you know what? We yeah. want to make this fun for us and for you guys. So exactly, I'm sure you you don't mind the few listeners that we have. I do want to <laughs> give a special shout out though before we start to one listener. Um, her name is McKenna and she rides at the stables with me and she listened to our Little Women podcast and gave me such great feedback oh. and so. Just give her a shout out. Appreciate you guys that listen and that give us feedback and let us know. We really do appreciate that because while we do this mostly just for us because it's fun, mm-hmm. we do like to know that you guys are listening and enjoying it and really, really appreciate that. So whenever someone tells me that or tells us that or sends us messages, it really means a lot. So thank you. So thank you, McKenna. Appreciate you Aww. listening and hope you continue to. Yeah, and kind of in that vein, I guess I'll just get into talking about it. So we decided that in the spirit of the season and in the spirit of the fact that it's been almost a year since we started this thing, um, Mm -hmm. we would do a giveaway for everybody because everybody has been so supportive and loving and we want to give back to you guys. So the prize, ladies and gentlemen, um, is a $50 gift card to bookshop.org. Keep this date in your calendars, everybody. It's January 5th. So to enter into the giveaway, all you have to do is follow us on Instagram 
leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't use Apple Podcasts, you can just create an iTunes account just on the internet and you can leave a review that way. Um, make sure if you do that though, that you include an Instagram handle or your name or something that we know how to contact you, get in touch with you. And then we ask that you share and or tag us in a post on your Instagram or Facebook or whatever you use. We would really appreciate it. And again, we're really excited about this giveaway. I'm excited to give out some money. And so you listeners, you readers can go get more books to read, um, whatever you want. So we're really looking forward to it. I think this is going to be fun. So again, you have until January 5th to get this done. And then that's when the drawing will kind of be closed and then we'll announce the winner um, within a few days of that. So I'm excited. So again, just as a reminder, all you have to do is follow us on Instagram, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or I guess you could also do Google Play. But if you do that, please let us know via Instagram that that's yeah, what you send, did. Send us like a shot of it or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then if you could share and or tag us in a post on Instagram or Facebook, we would really appreciate it. We're really excited. Yes. Um, and then with that, maybe you can, if you win, use your gift card to purchase our next book that we'll be discussing mm-hmm. in 2022. So Sadie, if you don't mind letting everybody know, so they have got plenty of time to pick that up from your local bookstore. Um, sure. And also get reading. You know, I, nothing better than after you've opened presents on Christmas Day, like sitting and reading a good book. <sighs> having especially, snacks like I love that me too especially in the cold like there's just nothing better I'm so excited in my new house we have a fireplace it's a gas fireplace oh, nice. so it's really convenient and I am just so excited to get that room to my cozy level that I need and to just get a new book <laughs> and just to sit by the fire I'm, I'm so excited I'm in search I'm on the hunt for the perfect reading chair so if anybody oh, knows where to find like the perfect good, nice Good, nice, like club chair, like a nice. Yes, I want deep like sink in leather club chair. Exactly, and I want it to be like a chair and a half. I want it to be big enough that mm. I can like prop my feet up if I want to. Yeah. I can like lean back and get really cozy, or I can like have mm-hmm. my feet out on an on a rest. Like I don't know, but I'm in the I'm on the hunt. If you know of any, please let me know. Um, yes. but yeah, so our next book. I'm excited about because if you haven't, if you know anything about us, you know that we love Hilary Mantel and the Wolf Hall trilogy, uh, the Thomas Cromwell's trilogy. And Hilary Mantel is, had recently reviewed this new release book. It's by Claire Keegan um, with rave reviews, and it's called Small Things Like These. So this is set in Ireland in the 80s. And it's basically about this man who kind of finds out about some goings on that I don't really know because I, spoiler, I haven't read the book yet, um, at a local (laughs) convent. And it's all kind of about um, how the town and everything kind of feeds into maybe this unhealthy behavior at said convent. Um, it's supposed to be really good. It's supposed to be a lot about like quiet heroism and community and hope. And I'm really excited to read it. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, sounds good to me. I'm excited for 
for 2022 see what it brings us we've just Mm -hmm. loved doing this podcast so we really appreciate you guys that are listening and Mm -hmm. listening to us talk again this is kind of just a year wrap up so there'll be a lot more of a off the cuff than normal we don't have really a set discussion so hopefully you guys don't mind um so before we get started though we do both have a libation Sadie will you share your libation for this evening sure so I made basically a Harvey wall banger it's basically orange juice but it's a special kind of orange juice I don't know exactly what it's called it's not like an actual orange what is what is it called when it's like a hybrid and it's a specific hybrid of like I think lemon grapefruit and oranges let's find out let's google this okay hybrid of lemon grapefruit and orange yeah it tastes yes it tastes like orange but yellow yes I think that's what it is because it tastes like jello is a hybrid citrus fruit believed to have originated in Puerto Rico it's a cross between a grapefruit and an orange Okay, and that's got to be it because it looks like okay. a grapefruit, but it, it tastes like an orange. Mm. It's, it's really good. Um, and then it's vodka and then Galliano liqueur on it as well, nice. which is a really nice, like, kind of spicy herbal liqueur. It's, it's very refreshing and delicious. What are that you drinking? Good. Um, well, I made like a gin and tonic with that Empress Jim. Gin. Oh, gin. I'm gin. So- <laughs> Um, but then I also added this like tangerine, like, um, syrup in it oh, that I got. Yeah. I bought this like pack of like, there's one that was like Thai basil. There's a tangerine, there's a pineapple, there's a Thai chili. Like it was just this little pack. I was at Harmon's. I was at the grocery store and saw it and there's these little bottles. I'm like, that sounds great. So yeah. then I mixed that in there. So that's kind of funny that I've got a little tangerine going on in yeah. mine. Yeah. Both citrusy tonight. So that's what I made and it's delicious. And I love this gin because it's just that pretty purple color. It's so pretty, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. good too. That's why. Okay. It, my, oh yeah. It's good. This is a huge shout out to Empress Gin because God, they should sponsor us. But like, I just love it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so pretty and it's mm-hmm. not gimmicky. Like that's my favorite thing is that they could have made a gin and they would still sell the shit out of it just because yeah. of the fact that it's so beautiful and then the colors change. But they right. made a really good gin on top of the fact that it's gorgeous, which is something I very much appreciate. I love aesthetic. I also like quality. So best yes. of both worlds. Yes, exactly. I agree. It's really, really good. Um. Okay. So did you watch Power of the Dog on yes. Netflix? I'm sure you did because it had Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> you got the name right. You stumbled did a little I bit, know? but you got it right, I think. <laughs> yes yes i did watch it i loved it i think that the weirdness of the book like the anxiety and kind of like tension carried through really well yeah me too there definitely was they definitely had those moments and i loved some of the moments that were not necessarily as like i i love some of the visual moments that it was able to give like i Mm. loved that scene where um they're in the barn with, and it's, uh, Peter, the son, Peter and, um, uh, Benedict's character. Oh my God. It's see, it's been not like George. A, George is the brother. No, it's, um, is it Paul? No, maybe is I'm it? just thinking about the Beatles. I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> George, gonna, Paul. I'm going to look it up. What is his name? Um, oh my God. It's been only like a week or two since I've watched I know. it. What Why, is wrong with my me? brain? Okay. 
Phil. Phil. Yes. Okay. Phil. So Phil and, and Peter are in the barn and Peter like rolls and lights up that cigarette mm-hmm. and starts smoking it and like shares it with Phil, but so by not passing it to him, like giving it to him for him to like, wow. They really leaned into the sexiness kind of of it. Like, yeah, they leaned into more of the like homoerotic. Yeah. And like the fact that Phil was obviously gay. And I think, I think they had, I think they had to be a little bit more hit you over the head with it, but I don't mm-hmm. think it was too much. It I wasn't. think it was, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think it was gratuitous. I mean, there was nothing like it was, there were just more scenes like that. Like that was such yeah. a blatant, like, and it made it more blatant that Peter knew what was up. Mm-hmm. Like you, it, I think the movie made it seem more obvious that Peter was well aware of Phil's, you know, sexuality mm-hmm. and was also aware that Phil didn't seem to quite be okay with his own sexuality mm-hmm. and that this is a way to manipulate Phil. Like, I think the book kind of vacillated back and forth between what is Peter, when is he aware? What is he aware of? Like, well, I think it made him seem a little bit more innocent to me. I agree. I think that the, I think that they leaned well, one of the things that they leaned into more that they didn't do last time was they leaned into the kind of more the importance of Henry. What was it? Was mm-hmm. it Bronco Henry? That's what it is. Yeah. Bronco Henry yeah. and like the mentorship role that he had with Phil and clearly like a sexually he was a mentor to him. Yeah. And it, well, and I think it kind of left it like either it was truly or it was that Phil also had this unrequited love for Bronco Henry. Like, was it a same kind of situation? Like, was it requited or was it unrequited? Well, was You know well, what I mean? As far as how they felt about each other, I think, yes, I think that's like a big question. But I think like Bronco Henry is more explicitly also gay in the movie because there's this moment right before Peter finds Phil at the like at the river in that secret spot and he finds in that like in that tree hut that you have to like climb through to get to that grove he finds the box those magazines yeah yeah but do you think those so you think those were bronco henry they had his initials at the bottom oh i didn't notice that yeah so they had his initials at the bottom which made me feel like oh like very obviously like that makes sense then i thought they were just phil's i didn't realize it was yeah. He I th- got them from Bronco Henry. Then yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And I think like it was just more interesting. I feel like it was more explicit, but explicit because of body language, not because they yeah. said anything. Spoke really. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the way that like Phil is kind of maybe interested in the same type of relationship, but with Peter, you know, like of that mm-hmm. mentorship role, which we see him do, you know, but it is kind of, I, I, I don't know. I think Phil like almost comes off at the end kind of more pitiful. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like the, the way where you, you see him more I, clearly, I think, cross the line of him just trying to manipulate Peter to get rid of his mother versus him like maybe actually catching feelings. And I feel like it's just... It was just done so well. Still really like tense and not really said out loud. But the way that the actors chose to 
just even like look at each other in those moments of silence, I think, I think made it more clear. And I just think it was genius. I, I, I just really love like that, that story was able to get told in a movie Mm -hmm. and for more people to see because it's the book was so good so good it's so good and I think so few people know about it like yeah I didn't know about it yeah I I agree I think the one thing that was that I missed from the movie that I really like it felt like a big hole for me which there's no way that it you have stuff has to be left out I mean that's just Mm -hmm. the name of the game but like it was hard not having more of the backstory of Rose and her husband and like the I mean you got the facts and the suicide but I feel like having all of that backstory having more scenes of her and her husband together and him with Peter and really you got her I think it made her a more well-rounded character because you understood her despair you understood Mm -hmm. her I mean I think like the scene they talk about it in the book but the scene where she stops with George and they have that like picnic you get mm-hmm. how important it is for George, but like you see for her, it's like, she's really trying to find happiness and companionship and love mm-hmm. and how that's kind of, she almost had that and lost it before too. Like you just get this sense of like, God, she just keeps getting like the shit end of the stick. Right. You know, like, and she marries these men who are good men but like there's almost these forces outside of their control, you know, with her first husband, it's like his alcoholism and the situation they're in where they're living, you know, they thought it was going to be this great situation and it's not. And then with George, it's like, he's a good man and he Mm -hmm. loves her and wants to take care of her. But then you've got Phil, you know, there's just all these situations that are kind of outside of, of her control that seem to impede upon her happiness and her marriage. And I just got more of a sense of like, sorrow and despair from her in the Mm -hmm. book Mm -hmm. because of having that backstory but I thought like Kirsten Dunst did a great job of like portraying her and that kind of loneliness and and unhappiness I think she did a fantastic job um that's her husband in real life the guy that know I know which is amazing um I told Brian that and he couldn't believe it um but I, he, he couldn't believe that they would work together in a movie like mm-hmm. this, I think, which is kind of yeah. kind of cute of him to think. But um, I also think that it, the movie kind of came off um, making Phil look a little less sinister than he is in the book. Because, in the book. Because yeah. in the book, we know that he was kind of a catalyst for mm-hmm. what happened to Rose's first husband. And, yeah. and kind of his role and... And lack of guilt, right? Because he knows yeah. that he talked to him like really soon before he had that downward spiral. I think in the book he like acknowledges it more, but he doesn't acknowledge it in a way of, oh, I shouldn't have been so cruel to this stranger. He acknowledges it in a way of like, she doesn't know, but I know. Kind of just yeah. no remorse kind of a thing. Um so I think he comes off as maybe less sinister, a little bit more tragic in the movie. Um, I think so, too. I, I think that one scene right when George brings Rose home and it's like she's getting ready in the bathroom and they're, mm-hmm. you know, the room that Phil and George used to share. Now they no longer share. Now George and Rose will be staying in like, you know, the old lady in the old man's room. Mm-hmm. And but those like 
he hears like the door lock so that he can't go into the like he can't go into the bathroom and like his that just pricks his ears up and then him just listening to the sounds of this other person mm-hmm. and now like he's him and George are not him and George anymore and I think like just you see all of these emotions play across his face of like mm-hmm. sadness and anger and like just all the whole gamut and it's kind of a long scene of just his facial expressions yeah. um but really really good and I yeah I think it played a little bit more in the movie on his his loneliness and his sorrow mm-hmm. which I think is in the book but it was explained with well he's lonely and he's sad because of himself you know like yes yeah he's made he's made this world and he's the king of it but he's you know sad and lonely but it's like his fault (laughs) yeah yeah you know (laughs) yes I agree um and I feel like you also kind of miss out maybe a little bit on the fact that the book is so good at, at sort of switching perspectives and mm-hmm. you get kind of random perspectives here and there, like with the old man and the old lady um, and their kind of conversation about Phil and not yeah. saying really what is wrong with Phil or what. But everyone is going knows on, there's something wrong with Everybody Phil. knows something's going on. Yeah. And I think that's also a really cool thing. Oh my gosh, if you hear meowing, it's T Bone. He's I didn't hear him meow. <laughs> He's like, we have a door up, you know, obviously in this room and he's right outside the door and he's not used to being shut out of this house. How's he doing with the move? How's he adjusting? You know, he's doing really good. Um, I think he is a little overwhelmed. He's excited. But the good thing with T-Bone is that he's not shy. So like in comparison to my previous cat, rest in peace, Phoebe, Um, when we ever, like whenever we moved into a new place, she was under the bed for a while Mm -hmm. until she got her bearings. You'd almost have to do like room by room, introduce her to make her feel safe. Mm. T-Bone, on the other hand, will pretty much just explore anything and everything very, very quickly. So he gets used to the environment pretty quick, um, but it's more like he's just excited about a new place. So he kind of like acts oh, out he's, just he's not from like excited. Mad at you. No, he's not mad. Rocky gets mad at us. Like Rocky gets <laughs> mad. Like any change that we have not pre-approved. Like yesterday, the kids had two friends over for a play date because, you know, they're all off school. Four kids in the house. I mean, they were all really good, super well behaved, but it's loud. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, Rocky was not happy. He they had their costumes like their play costumes in a pile on the floor and Rocky peed on them. <laughs> And then he also peed on my bed. Yeah. So he was not happy. So any anytime we move, when we brought both of our children home the first time, any change that has not been pre-approved yeah. that has affected him in some way, he will deal with it, but he will let us know that he's pissed off about it. Yeah. By peeing on things. I think he must have like, I think he must have PTSD from when, <laughs> from when Kendrick had him move in with my parents for like like the summer the summer or like six months or something like that because he didn't do that stuff in logan Mm. um but i think he was yeah i think he was just probably like mad like like, i think it's ptsd yeah it's ptsd he thinks he's gonna be abandoned 
or like any change is bad change. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They're funny. Um, well, anyway, back to power of the dog. Now yeah. we've been talking about cats. Um, <laughs> poor T-Bone. Uh, what, the other thing that I, I, I don't think it really detracted from the movie that it wasn't in it. Cause again, how could they, but you know, the scenes with like Rose selling the hides, it all kind of got mixed in with, you know, like the mm. native American man and his son. And like what I loved in the book was like, that scene was so tense. Cause I'm like, oh my God, any minute now, everything is going to blow up because of mm-hmm. what's going on in her interaction with this father and his son. And the high, like, I just, every pa- like paragraph, I'm like, it's going to happen here. It's going to happen here. Like it just built that tension, you know, something was going to explode. And I think that it wasn't quite as much in the movie because they just couldn't take that much time yeah to let it build but i don't think it necessarily detracted i think it was still well done and i think the scene the like confrontation between george and phil was good and i think it Mm -hmm. showed i think the guy who played george did a good job of showing like you know he's not an idiot he's aware of the struggles and who phil is and what's going on with his wife but he's also like just genuinely trying like he's just very different than Phil and he does really care about Rose and about Peter and like wants to live differently. doesn't want his station in life to be predetermined. Like, you know, he's ready to progress and Phil wants to stay in the past. And like those two things really conflicted. And I thought they did a really good job of showing that in, in the movie in a myriad of ways, even if they couldn't spend tons of time on certain scenes. Yeah. And I think too, with, um, I mean, it's uncomfortable in the book as well, but I think the actor who played George does a really good job of showing as well intentioned as he is. He like could improve upon himself by just listening to his wife, you know, like, like he thinks so highly of her and he's so proud of her. But he is more proud of her than he is, like, attentive in the in the sense that she tells him, you know, she's uncomfortable. She doesn't want to play the piano. That scene yeah. was the secondhand embarrassment really was really yeah. uncomfortable. Um, it was uncomfortable for me. It was uncomfortable for Brian. <laughs> like, halfway through the movie, he was like, Sadie, if this movie just ends and, like, it's just this intense all the time and nothing comes <laughs> of it, I'm going to flip my lid. <laughs> I was, I was like, don't worry. So was, like, he, was he okay with the ending? Yes. Was he happy with it? Yes, okay. he was really happy with the ending. Um, because, you know, something really interesting happened. Yeah. But um, I, I kind of agree. Like, the secondhand embarrassment of it is kind of hard to watch at times. It's hard to watch Rose, like, go down that hole a little bit. And the way that he plays with her is, um, I think they showed it really well in the in the movie like the joy that he gets out of it like yeah oh yeah yeah so i think that they did a fantastic job i'm really excited to see how it does like with the award seasons coming up Mm -hmm. um i think it's already been nominated for quite a few awards i think like they just announced golden globes or something and it's doing really well so it'll be interesting to see how it does but i think it is a fantastic movie i'd recommend it to anybody yeah, for sure. Totally recommend. Um, okay, so year-end kind of review. So we did 20, I think if unless I missed one, we did 20 books. 
Oh, at least let's let's run through. I'm gonna go through. This is these are all the books we've covered. So if you have not scrolled through our podcast, if you're new here, and you are haven't scrolled through and you want to know what books we've covered, we'll just start at the beginning for you. So we started with Circe by Madeline mm-hmm. Miller, which, by the way, I think was a great book to start with. I feel really good about the fact that that was our first yeah. episode. Great yeah. time. Um, we did My Year Abroad by Chang Ray Lee, Hamnet by Maggie Farrell. Hamlet as a bonus episode. So we talked about the play as well as. So I guess technically 21. 21 at least. At least. Let's see. And then we got. And then we've got There There. Mm -hmm. Alias Grace. Reservation Blues. The Importance of Being Earnest. Liberty. The Left Hand of Darkness. The Spy Who Came In from the Cold. Nightwood. Persephone. Persepolis, The Maidens, a.k.a. worst book of all time. Worst book ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Office of Historical Corrections, Something Wicked This Way Comes, Frankenstein, Um, The Rime of the Ancient Mariner, I guess we could count that um, as a book, even though it's a poem, Um, Power of the Dog, Beautiful World, Where Are You, and Little Women. What does that put us at? Hmm. 21. 21. I missed Hamlet. I forgot that we did yeah. Hamlet after Hamlet. Yeah. So yeah. 21. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty great. This is our 35th episode. So we've done 34 episodes of 21 books. I think that's pretty awesome. This is, it's a lot of reading. I'm really proud of it. Um, I know. And everybody who's have stuck like with us this year, you know, we don't expect everybody to read every book that we talk about, but I know a lot of you have been and have been like sticking through it really well. And I'm just so happy and I'm so proud. And, you know, looking back at like the books that I've read this year outside of even just the podcast, we've picked some really good books. I'm really, really proud of our picks. And I think generally most of my favorite books that I've read this year have been books that we've covered. And that makes me really happy. And I hope that other people who are listening can feel the same and, I hope you like our recommendations. My goodness. Yeah. So with that, do you have, I mean, it's hard to pick outside of the maidens, but (laughs) if you had to pick a top three, what would be your top three and why? Okay. So, hmm. So I'm going to go first. If you can think about it. Okay. You should go first. I'm really curious what you have to say. Yeah. Okay. So, and no, in no particular order, there's not like a, Mm -hmm. but if I had to pick my top three, Cersei, Mm-hmm. One, because it was our first book, so it's like a little nostalgic. Yeah. And I just loved it. I loved the story. I loved the discussion we had. I love mythology. Um, I just I really connected to that book yeah. and the character, and it made me think about myths in a different way as well. And really, really loved that. So Cersei is in the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Liberty. Loved, love, love that book. I thought it was such an interesting story. I loved all of the characters. I loved the growth in it. I thought it just was, I loved all the settings and mm-hmm. the historical mm-hmm. parts of it that made me want to read and research more. Loved that book. Um, and then Office of Historical Corrections. Mm-hmm. I loved kind of doing the short stories. I loved all the stories in it. They really made me think and some hard thoughts to have and some interesting conversation. And yeah. it really stayed with me for a long time. 
Um, so those would have to be my top three if I could only pick three. Okay. We picked all different ones. Interesting. <laughs> so, That's but good. so I think, okay. So I will preface this by saying that I picked mine mostly based off of the ones I think I enjoyed to read the most. Okay. That is different than the ones I've enjoyed recording the most. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, because if, yeah. So, okay. My, the favorite ones that, that I read this year that we've covered that I think I had the most fun talking about, um, and thinking about and have stuck with me the most is alias grace. Okay. I love Margaret Atwood. I love the way she writes. I think that is a really interesting story and I loved the discussion that we had around it, um, regarding just like the experiences that women had during that time and thought it was really relatable and like an important story and and also the 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 book is so ambiguous like people can have so many different reads of the book and I think that is grounds for a really great book um the second one I just had I loved our discussion on this I've gone back and listened to the episode and not to like fly my own flag or whatever but I think we did a really good job let it fly (laughs) Um, Frankenstein. I think we did a really great job. I think that's a that's one of the more classic books that we've read. Maybe the probably mm-hmm. even though it's I think as far as the classic goes, very readable. That might be new territory for some people, and I think we covered it really well. And I it was a lot of fun to go back and read it, um, and to talk about it again because it's been so many years since I've read it. And then yeah. the next one I really enjoyed was Hamnet. Mm. And um, I loved the I love conversations and and books that kind of dive into grief because I think grief is such a hard thing to process on your own. And I love when art can kind of speak to it. And that book helped me, even though, you know, I've been fortunate enough to never have. Well, I've never had a child, but I've never lost a child. I've never lost a niece or nephew. I've been so fortunate in that way. This book made me like really think about the way that um, grief and loss and the loss of people that I've loved have affected my living relationships in ways that I haven't taken the time to think about. And yeah, I thought that book was fantastic and very happy about it so the reason why I said my favorite to record is not necessarily my favorite that we've read because one of my favorite episodes that we've had was also the worst book we've ever read the maidens maidens. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was a fun episode mostly because I just remember very vividly like reading the book early on and being like this we were like we were like Like, scared to tell each other we didn't like it yeah and I don't know why, but I remember like going through this whole thing, like, okay, part of me wants to text Sadie and be like, this book kind of sucks. I'm like, but she picked it. And what if she loves it? And I'm not going to lie. Like when we talk about it, I'm going to say how I feel, but like, I don't know if I want to just right off the bat, be like, before we even talk, like set the tone, you know what I mean? Like I want to <laughs> yeah. give everything a fair shake. Let's have, so I'm not going to say anything to her. And then when we both, before we even really pressed record, I'm like, Sadie, I didn't like this book. And you're like, it was horrible. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, 
think and then it was fun God. to just kind of, I mean and I feel bad why is it fun to bash it but it was fun to bash it because it was so bad and I had high hopes for it based on the story yeah. like yeah. the brief synopsis I read and the the pieces that went into making it up I feel like it could have been you know it, could, it made me think of like the Donna Tart book and like I'm like okay this could be a good fun read we haven't done something like this but no it was so bad it was so bad i won't even bring it in the house it's still out here in my studio oh. i refuse to bring it in my house it's 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 a <laughs> one of kendrick's recording equipment things is sitting on it like it's it's now a shelf because it's oh, I, won't, same. I won't put it in my i won't give it away and i won't put it in my library it same. has no place same i'm not gonna my life. i'm not gonna subject anybody else to reading it i don't want to put no. it on the shelf so right now i have it just on the couch like messily what do i do with it put well i know what i'm gonna do with it i'm gonna i'm gonna burn a book (laughs) oh no yes in your new gas fireplace no so we're gonna save it for the for the summer when we have a fire pit oh okay yeah because i i don't even want the crumbly ashes and fumes (laughs) in my house so god you can tell we're we're quite hyperbolic it was bad it was not good (laughs) it was really bad but it was fun to bash it it was fun because like that was the first book i think we like i mean we haven't really outwardly hated a book since and it's just kind of fun to hate on a book sometimes like not everything it, we yeah. read is perfect so that was obviously kind of yeah okay, you know what's really ironic and also kind of pisses me off i just don't tr- trust the public anymore audra because i'm on goodreads that's how i track like my books and my reading and they do this end of year like best books oh was the maiden's on it? It, it was it on it yes it was not in like the category of actual best books of 2021 like it wasn't picked the best book, but they do it by genre and they have readers on Goodreads. If you have like, if you have, um, an account, you can vote for it and they have like five, five books or something on there and it got fucking second place. I'm, I'm pissed. I'm so mad. Well, so, didn't I send you a link to, or not a link, I don't know what you call it, but I sent you like from Instagram that TikTok video someone made and it was about when you can't put a book down and it showed this guy, he like made this TikTok video and it shows him reading The Maidens ugh. while he does everything, like while he eats, while he irons, while he showers. Like, And I love the idea of like when you find a book, you just can't put it down. It was a cute little TikTok idea, except for the fact that it was The Maidens that he was reading. I was like, yes. what the hell? Yeah. Like 40- this is not... 49,829 people <sighs> voted this book to be the best mystery and thriller of 2021. Well, honey, Fifty Shades of Grey was also uh, a Times bestseller, as was all the Twilight books, as was, like, I mean... Yeah, I know. don't... There's no accounting for taste. There's no accounting for taste. I just was baffled that it was on that list. Thank God it's not on any of, like, the actual lists that are generally trustworthy you know it wasn't on npr's best books of 2021 i can tell you that yeah. that's good liberty news. was it was it was and the book we're about to read next time was also on that oh, list nice. so i'm very nice. excited about it okay what were your other two because maidens is obviously our top worst um i also picked something wicked this way comes yes yeah just because i didn't connect with the book in the way I connected with a lot of the other books we read. Yeah. Yeah. I think and that's fair. there were just, yeah. Like, and I don't think it was a bad book at all. I think it was a good book and I can see the, like, 
And I, I know that it had a lot of effect on a lot of different people and it's really important to the genre. And Ray Bradbury is obviously mm-hmm. a genius in his right. Like, mm-hmm. but it just, I just didn't connect with it and it wasn't as enjoyable for me to read. That was one where I was like, I made myself keep reading mm-hmm. versus almost every other book we read was like, there's no work to it. You know, that's one of the mm-hmm. best parts of this podcast is like, yeah, it does take a lot of our time. We read a lot, the recording, but it's all enjoyable and it's all something I look forward to. Yeah. And it's not work. Like nothing of this is work, but reading that book was a little bit of like, okay, I've got to just read more in the book tonight. Like I've yeah. got to get this finished. Yeah. And so that one, and then, um, whoop, just lost my earbud. And then my year abroad. That was on my list too. I did too. like, okay. I did like that book, but I was a little disappointed because one, I really liked Chang Ray Lee and mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to reading this new book and there, I feel like it had such good ingredients yeah and then the finished thing just was not as tasty as I thought it should have been with the ingredients that it had yeah like I think I just it disappointed me a little bit expectations were high for that one yeah I think and it, it was a big book so it was it's like big. I just I just read a lot and I want like and maybe it didn't need to be that much yeah I just it wasn't quite what I wanted it was, a, it was kind of like, um, I felt like that book kind of gave me whiplash sometimes um, mm, yeah. with how wacky the story was at parts, but also, like, I, it was hard for me to feel like I cared about yeah. the characters. Like, I think, characters. I think our, I think our discussion was really good. Like, if I go back and I think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, like there is a lot to that book. There's a lot mm-hmm. to discuss. There are things to think about. Um, but it's just a perfectly meh, meh book, really. But like, yeah. and I think that's mostly in context of some of the other, like really, really fantastic books that we've read, right? Because it's well, not like it I didn't me, yeah. like it. It's not like I didn't no. like the book. It just was my one of my least what favorites. It, what it made me think of, like to go along with our libation theme, is like, mm-hmm. okay, I like myself a craft cocktail. Okay, obviously, mm-hmm. it's part of our our shtick here. It's part of yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> but sometimes you get those where it's like, oh, it's got you know, hibiscus flower grown in the jungles of South America (laughs) that was picked on the full moon. And then we smoked it and it's got ice that's crushed by a virgin. And it has this gin that you can only get from, you know, the Himalayan, like it had so much fanciness in it, but then, yeah, exactly. But then when you drink it, it's like, yeah, it's good. But did it really need, like, if you're going to put all of that in there, this better, like, blow my mind cocktail, not just, yeah, yeah, it's fine, but I could make an excellent, the same thing at home with, you know, my gin and tonic and some fruit juice. Like, it just didn't, that's kind of what it was for me, Mm -hmm. is like, okay, it's got all this good stuff going on in it. Like, and I like me some weird stuff. Like, Ruku Murakami is one of my favorite authors, and he's got some weird shit in his books. But it all, it's like, yeah, that, like, that was weird. And that hit me, and, like, that was worth it. Like, I can see why, Mm -hmm. and I just didn't get the same thing from my year abroad. And I was disappointed, because, like, of course, the ones that I pick, I always want to be the best. Same. Because that's just me. Same. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't ever want to pick a shitty book. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which, to be clear, again, it was not... 
And it's no reflection of ourselves. Like, I mean, write is it. anybody supposed to feel bad about the book that they you picked? You should it's feel me. really bad. Yeah. Sadie, you should be ashamed. You should still be hanging your head in shame <laughs> for picking the maidens. You know what I feel the most shamed about is that I don't know why, but like that week that we read that book. I was like really gung ho about like oh I got I'm gonna like post a TikTok I'm gonna make an Instagram reel <laughs> I know and it was like the worst book ever <laughs> it was like the one week that I felt really gung ho about like trying yeah. even half ass on social in. media it's the I worst know, book which we're of all so time. bad at we promise guys we're gonna get better at it it's just not our it's not our jam but we really like to engage with you guys and yeah. we want to like. Put, so we will we will putting more effort into it not because we don't like doing it we're just look I'm old I don't know any of this stuff um and Sadie's just incredibly busy but we are I just don't even think about it that's the thing is we just don't even think about it sometimes I think yeah um but we're gonna be together Sadie is coming yeah. to Utah for Christmas and we are gonna be together and we will have a little powwow and we yeah. will we're gonna we're gonna get it you guys yeah, yeah. We're going to get it down. Well, that's funny. Did we talk about your other two? So um, I, t- I said my three. So my year abroad was on one of them. Okay. And so then the maidens, my year abroad. This one, I feel guilty about a little bit that I didn't like it. <laughs> and it's not that okay. I didn't, it's not that I didn't like it. Oh, I, okay. I did like it. I just, it almost like hey, made how me, to make the list. it made me like this really angry at, at times Mm. And I think that's why it's on the list. And okay. it's Reservation Blues. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I just kind of hated the characters a lot. And it yeah. made me it made it hard to read it at times. And mm. I think it's not anything on Sherman Alexi. I think Sherman Alexi like knew what he was doing. I think he knew that they were de- despicable kind of characters at times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he was fighting against, I think a little, I totally see what you're saying. I think how it doesn't upset me is I think one of the things that, that most, I don't know, maybe it's not fair for me to say that. How can I speak for someone? I don't have their experiences, but I think that there's definitely a, while while we have treated Native Americans like, I mean, like they're not even human. Mm. At the same time, we glamorize a lot of mm-hmm. like the Native stoic Americans. Indian, they're stoic. Yeah. They they're all connected to the environment, and they're mm. all they know things we don't like. I think that there's this romanticism to Native Americans mm-hmm. and to their interactions with colonists and with you know, the West and the, which again, sidetrack, that's one of the things I loved about part of the dog is I love the like hardship that it shows on like living in the West and like the work, like it's not as glamorous as a lot of places make it. And then, so I think that he's almost fighting against that. Like I, you know, they're real people that make shitty decisions because they're people they're not. And so I, there's a little bit, of, I think, of that. At least that's how I interpreted it. But I can see what you're saying I and think, why that's not appealing. You know why I think another reason why the characters came off maybe bad to me in this one is um, because this wasn't the first time I was introduced to them. Like, I was introduced to these characters in the oh, movie right. Those, Smoke Signals. Yeah. 
which Sherman right. Alexie did write, but he made a lot of changes to these characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, some of them are kind of the same, but um, I think like Victor is a lot less kind of despicable. <laughs> like I, I just yeah. I think that he's more um, empathetic and in, in that, and that there seems to be like substantial growth in the characters in the movie. And, you know, the movie was done after the book, so I think it makes sense that Alexi kind of yeah, decided to evolved. revisit them. And, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think maybe that is, it was almost like I already loved the character, but the ca- version of the character that I loved is very different. And so it almost seemed like an affront to, like, mm, the I character see. that yeah. I loved. Um, really just with Victor. Um, Thomas builds the fire can do no wrong. He's the best character. He's so good. Um, he's one of my favorite characters ever written. Honestly, like I think he just does such a good job. Um, but yeah, those were my, my three least favorites. I do want to ask. So did you have any books? Cause I know you read a lot outside of the podcast. Did any books stand out to you this year? that were your favorites outside of what you read at the podcast yeah, this and year. I think thinking about it, it's hard. Cause I do, I read a lot outside of, and I should have like written more of them down. Cause like now I'm having a hard time, like remembering, but if, if I don't remember any other book or like where I can speak right now, you all have to read the love songs of W E B Du Bois, um, mm-hmm. by honoree, um, Fanon Jefferson. And she like that book, I just can't say enough about it. It's, if someone asked me right now, what's the favorite, your favorite book you've ever read? That would be my, that's what I would say. Really? Like loved it. It's so good. It's so, I loved reading about every single character. I wanted to know more about them. It's so thought provoking. It's funny. It's sad. It's hopeful. It's just everything. It's all, and it kind of makes sense in a way because she's a poet and this is her first work of fiction. And Mm -hmm. like poems, you know, we've talked about this. Like I love poetry and I read a lot of poetry and Mm -hmm. Po- poems I think are so good about that about encompassing this myriad of human emotions in such a sort short amount of space and this is a huge book and so it's even like it's just so encompassing with like the human experience and in ways that I don't know so it's like a whole new world as well it's just mm-hmm. it's based on this family that's from Georgia and it talks about them but based around mostly this one character but like her whole lineage her whole sorted not sorted her whole family history which has some dark parts in it you know her ancestors were slaves and and the white masters raped their slaves Mm -hmm. and their descendants carry on and then there's it it's good you have to read it okay it's so 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 good um i can't if no one like read that book it's too much for us to do a podcast (laughs) on that would be a whole podcast series if we did it like but it's just so good definitely it's my favorite book like so far wow, that I've it's, ever read. so it has surpassed 100 years of solitude it has surpassed it has surpassed it which has some similar not it's not similar it's very different but like 100 years of solitude is also kind of this epic exploration of like mm-hmm. humanity told through a family yeah and and that's what this book is and it's it's so good like and it it's it's so all the characters are nuanced even the ones that you would have no reason to want to 
understand or have nuance for because they're just despicable, but they all have nuance and there's just, it's so good. And it also has that blend of like, not magical realism, realism like 100 Years of Solitude does, but that same idea of like, not everything is just black and white and and there's some th- some things that just aren't explainable and mm-hmm. that idea of spirituality and faith and like it it's just so good oh so my god well consider that's my book consider me sold um yeah i'm gonna go get that book immediately that sounds amazing go go get it read it on your plane ride you will be hooked okay okay that sounds good oh my god i haven't been able to read like at all these last two weeks well, i've been have a long plane ride I will. I will. Especially because we have... Do you read on the plane or can you not read on a plane? I can read on a plane. Um, But this flight kind of sucks. So I might be trying to sleep because our flight Uh, is super, super early. Sleep is important. Yeah. Um, Our flight is super, super early. But we do have a rather long layover and um, we're trying our best at the airport to like not interact with other humans. So... Like, I think I'm just going to try to find, like, a corner somewhere <laughs> to read. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I need, I need like, I've, we've just been so tired, <laughs> like, with our house. I can, yeah. Like, we, get it. we closed on our house a little, I guess it's been three weeks today since we closed. And in those three weeks, this last week, we've kind of toned it down a little bit, but the first two weeks that we had purchased the home, we had sanded and refinished all the hardwood floors upstairs. That's three bedrooms in a landing, which is a ton of work. Yeah. Um, we like coated them, you know, we did all that. We've painted like two rooms and like, we have to paint like every per- like surface. So it's not just the walls. It's like the trim It's everything needs to be painted. Um, and then the moving, it's just been crazy. I feel like we've been up till midnight every night and like we're just tired. Like it's just work, work, work. Oh, yeah. So a little burnt out. But I will say I'm very much looking forward to 2022 because we're, we're very close to having that big, massive first bunch of work done that we needed mm-hmm. to do. And it's going to be much more relaxing in the next few weeks, which is going to be great. So I'll get back on that reading train, you know, and no judgment. I mean, the book I'm reading right now is the housewives, the real story behind the real housewives (laughs) by Brian Moylan, which is just like all about the Bravo show, the housewives, because I'm tired. It's Christmas season. There's a lot going on. So, and I'm gearing up for our next book for 2022. I've got my list. I've got them like lined up, but sometimes you just need need a little break you know we yeah. picked some cerebral books so it's yeah, we did it's okay to take some time for for other things it's okay thank you thank you um some books that stood out to me outside of what i read for the podcast this year i feel like i um because i moved into a new role at work and things have just been crazy i feel like my non-podcast reading was really toned down and i think that helped a lot mm-hmm. um so I really like the books like that I read. So if you're looking for like a new fantasy series, if you're into that, I know Audra's not super into that. Although you do like your occasional fantasy series. Um, I, hey, I loved Game of Thrones. Yeah. I love like I I'll, I I will dip my toe in the water. It's yeah. just not my typical pool yeah. that I will pick first. But yeah, yeah. Um, I read pretty much every book written by Lee Bardugo this year, 
and I think she's fantastic. So she did the Shadow and Bone series. Um, it's a new Netflix show. It's very good. And so there's three books in like the first trilogy and then she has a duology and then she has like a second duology. And I read all of those. The Grishaverse is what it's called. It's very good. If you're looking for like a new fantasy series, she creates like a really cool world and it's a, it's a different kind of fantasy world than I've read before. I feel like most of the fantasy that I've read it's pretty much like Game of Thrones-esque, Tolkien-esque in the, in the way that things are, you know, like elves mm-hmm. and all that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but Lee Bardugo's world is more set in like Imperial Russia is kind of more what the world is like, but then there there's magic. So it's very cool. I really liked it. I think it's enjoyable and I think it's a unique story. Um Especially the Six of Crows duology, I think, is, like, top-tier fantasy. And then another book that she wrote, it's her first, like, most, like, fantasy that comes out these days, unless it's, like, really high fantasy, is pretty much labeled as YA. But she wrote an, an adult not adult in the sense that it's like rated X, um, but adult fantasy Geared novel. Towards adults. Yes. That's really good that I think actually does what the Maidens was terrible at, which is create a dark academia environment that's actually interesting. Um, so that one's really good. It's called Ninth House. And there should be more books coming out fairly soon, I think. Oh, nice. And then um, the other two, like, stand-alone books that I really loved that have stayed with me is Call Me By Your Name. Fantastic. I loved the movie, and I loved the book. The book is amazing. I highly recommend reading it in the summer. (laughs) It's very, like, (laughs) vibey and warm. And then the other one that I read was House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune, and I loved that one. Hmm. I know I I talked about it a little bit on this podcast before when I was currently reading it. And it's really good. It's just like a really soft, um, lovely story about like kind of this maybe misguided, older, generally unattractive um, public servant, like kind of social worker who it brings in fantastical elements for sure. But he works with kids who are special in the sense that they like maybe have powers think like kind of like the x-men but rather than like being embraced by society these kids are ostracized and they're believed to be dangerous and bad and it's just a really good book about like thinking about the people the way we think about people who are different than us the way we have like preconceived notions about certain kids and people and and what their potential is and i thought it was a really really beautiful book about love and like fatherly love and the way that you know building a community and a safety net is really important and yeah that sounds good i really recommend that one as well so that was house in the cerulean sea but yeah that sounds yeah there's some good good picks for people thank you thank you yeah well i i'm impressed with how much we read me too um I'm excited for next year, uh, and I hope that you all 
stay with us. Yes. We'll be doing bigger and better things and appreciate everyone who's listened so far and all of your engagement and feedback and mm-hmm. just have, have just having an audience for us is great because we would do this even if we didn't have one. So yeah. this is nice to have an excuse to sit and talk with each other because Okay, cheesy alert if you want to like skip forward 30 <laughs> seconds, go ahead. But like we've just become, you know, Sadie and I already we're sisters and mm-hmm. we love each other and we always have, but like this has definitely brought us closer and yeah. it's been so nice to like if anything, I think it's important to find someone that you can talk to. Um and it's nice to like face time each other and we see each other and mm-hmm. to just like almost be forced to sit and have conversations is really nice because we're all super busy. We all catch up with each other over social media of, oh, I know what's going on in their life. So I don't necessarily need to like call and catch up, mm-hmm. but it's nice to make time mm-hmm. to sit and do that. And it's made me do that with other people in my life more mm-hmm. to really sit and engage and like that connection's important to me. And so it's just been really nice. So we appreciate having this podcast, or at least I do, so that we can do that with each other. Me so too. it's been lovely. Me so too. there's the end of my cheesiness. You can continue to listen and let's say he's going to go on. Oh, I'll know. probably go off on my little cheesiness. <laughs> so I think it's so funny. I like, I, I know it hasn't technically been a year since we've started the podcast, but it feels like this time of year is just a really great time anyway, to reflect about the past year. And I, I can say with absolute certainty and confidence that this podcast has been like a highlight of my year. Like this has been fantastic. This is something I look forward to all the time. And, and like Audra said, you know, I think it's cool that even though we're a couple thousand of miles away from each other and we haven't been able to see each other as much as we would like, I feel like, um, this podcast has really been, like a real lifeline, you know, like I feel like mm-hmm. I like being able to sit down and talk with you about stuff that I love and, and the time that we take to talk to each other before and, and after we record and everything. I think it's just so important and it's a real um, tether, I think, to home yeah. and, and to family and knowing what's going on and um it means the world to me that I get to do this and that you want to do this with me. And, um, yes, I just, I can't even believe that we have like any listeners at all. And I really don't even care. Although we appreciate you. (laughs) Um, I'm just so happy that I get to be a nerd with Audra. I love you. Ditto. Well, thanks everybody for listening to our, (laughs) and again, Sadie, tell everyone again what the next book is. So it's Small Things Like These by Claire Keegan. Okay, so go pick it up. You've got until 2022 to get that read. And we are going to be taking the rest of 2021 off to enjoy the holidays with our family Mm -hmm. and um, also get some reading done. So we hope you all have lovely holiday season and are safe um, and are safe around others. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we have a, a happy and safe new year so thank you everybody and don't forget about our giveaway so again we'll make an instagram post and we'll post about it a lot over the next uh, couple of weeks but just know you have until january 5th to enter into the running you just have to follow us on instagram you have to leave a review um, and please just let us know that you've done that so we know to check and make it so that yours is identifiable and then share and tag us in a post on instagram or facebook or Twitter or whatever you decide to use. 
Um, and then the giveaway gift will be a $50 gift card to bookshop.org, which we're really excited to support. Yes. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.